Hello, nature lovers. Welcome to Grand Birds. A show about bird life and birding in Moab and Grand County. Today, our guest is Mark Holmgren, longtime bird enthusiast, retired Natural History Museum curator, and eBird reviewer for Santa Barbara County in California. Here's the continuation of a recent conversation we had about what makes a good eBird checklist. If you're not familiar with it, eBird is a global citizen science project run by the Ornithology Lab at Cornell University. The eBird project collects data from user-submitted checklists. Each checklist is a little report of a birding outing. And in our discussion, we talk about things that make eBird checklists more useful to the scientific community. To find out more, visit ebird.org and click help on the home page. Now, I always try and include some basic weather information uh, in my checklist comments. Are there other comments that could be included that would also be useful? For example, say, well, yesterday the weather was, you know, significant in this way, and so therefore the birds I'm seeing today may have been impacted by that. Weather comments can include the current conditions, but also, as you say, the recent conditions. For instance, if you're one day after a rain or three days after a heavy rain, and it's the first rain of the year, that's important information, and that increases the importance of your checklist. And during certain seasons, for example, migration, if the wind is blowing in a particular direction, or if there's a a hurricane somewhere, or a storm to the north, these could impact the birds you see. Exactly. I think just this points to the, the general statement that the more information you provide about the conditions uh, that you were birding in, those contribute to an important checklist. Anything else that we might want to include or exclude from our checklist to improve their usefulness? Yeah. Let's imagine a situation where you have a mile and a half walk from your house to the grocery store, but you pass en route through some important habitats where there's a diversity of of animal life. If you do that just once, that's not really all that much of a contribution. But if you were to do that once a week for three years following the same route, you've got a database that is incredibly important and useful in terms of documenting fluxes, changes, in bird activity over that period. And if those data are accompanied by some of the things we've discussed in terms of your comments and your observations and providing a context and a route, that series of observations can be useful to future users. And the theme here that permeates all this discussion, I think, is future users. Are we doing something that considers whether a person... 10, 20, 30, even 40 or 50 years or 100 years from now, is this an important set of data that can be useful to answering questions that arise at that time, in the future, some future time, that are important for people? So replicability creates an important checklist. Documentation of what you did, consistency among observations, if you choose to do a route that you replicate over time, Those are things that can create important checklists. All right. Anything else? 
in summary, I think the general things that are helpful is to document carefully where you birded, include a map if you can, or a verbal description, state the distance traveled, and use photos to document your sighting. Even if you're not a particularly talented uh, photographer, as I am not, documentation doesn't need to be perfect. Just providing evidence that other people can use to evaluate your sightings, especially if you are a little bit uncertain about what you saw, those are the things that contribute to an important checklist. Well, great. Well, thanks so much, Mark. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Glenn. Take care. This has been Grand Birds. Till next time.